This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was 30 Before 30, and our guest was Marina Schifrin. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 122. 122, Bill. 122, Adam. Becoming a little numb to the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, we're going to hopefully, you know, God willing, knock on wood, we'll climb to the thousands and thousands of episodes. Is there a number where you're like, too many? <laughs> too, ma- too many. <laughs> too many. I think if we, I mean, if we get to episode like 965, I might be like, wow, Bill. Wow. We both have grandkids. 965. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the common man might say 999, because man. that feels like the precursor to something new. We can't go quadruple digit. 965. That 65 just felt like, okay, let's cool it even before the 999 threshold. Got it. Got it. But what do I know? I don't know. Let's do a million of these. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, today, we uh, the last two episodes, we didn't have a guest. That's right. Um, we talked about disruptors. Yep. Uh, we talked about, what did we talk about before that? Uh, Kanye's Twitter feed. Oh, yeah. Kanye West's Twitter feed. Right. Which was definitely the closest thing that we ever did to a topical podcast. Right. To a topical episode. It was outdated before we released <laughs> Within it. Within minutes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the nature yeah. of Twitter. Yep. Um, well, today, we have a friend of ours in the studio. Yes. Um, a co-worker Oh, a mine. colleague, you yes, might say. Someone who I worked with on Talk Show, The Game Show. Fantastic. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Talk Show, The Game Show. We are here to talk about the book that is coming out, written by one Marina Schifrin. The book is called 30 Before 30. Marina, welcome to No Joke. Hello. Hi, Marina. I'm yeah, so excited yeah. to be here. Listening to that, I was thinking about when Prince released 1999. Oh, yeah. That, or, yeah, that's the song. Yes. And how everyone would... You know, party like, like it was. I feel like now it's like episode nine hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> you guys are going to have this like epic party. We burn the studio down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, we've been looking for a reason for snakes to record a new album, and maybe it's maybe that's the reason we need to record yeah. the song "Party" like it's episode nine sixty-five. That's a good idea, Marina. Okay. I mean, I'm an Insta fan of snakes, so yeah. right. I heard it this morning and was like, "They're playing my wedding." <laughs> Marina stumbled into the song "Funk" by Snakes. That's right. Maybe we'll play it in the act break again. Yes. And uh, yeah, she said, "Oh, this is billion." Yeah, <laughs> and that's not unlike my experience of reading your book, Marina. You sent us a book a few weeks ago that yes. you had written. Yeah. You've been working on for a very long time, obviously. Yes. And whenever a friend sends you a project of theirs, you never really know how that. If you're the sender, if the person's actually going to watch that's the true. video you made, read the book you read. A lot of people in this world, everyone's doing a lot of different things. Yeah. everyone wants to share their work, and that's fabulous. And I'm but part only of, so much time of the day. And I'm yeah. part of that problem too. Where it's like sometimes I don't read the things that people send. Right, and I'd like to, but sometimes I don't. But then what usually convinces me to do it is the quality of the person, yeah. the Aww. nature of the person who made <laughs> the guys. project. And Marina, uh, we worked together for months at Talk Show, yeah, The Game Show. on Guy Show. In, I was an instant fan Aww. of her work ethic, of her personality, Come of her on. sense of humor. And it all comes through on 30 Before 30. And so I've read the whole book in weeks. Yeah, I've read the whole book in weeks. Oh, I appreciate it. It really is so wonderful. So yeah, yeah, we're going to be slamming home that book title a lot today. Yeah. Today's episode is going to be called 30 Before 30. Yes. And that's what we'll be talking about. Yeah, I I look forward to hearing about your guys' 20s because I've heard a few stories here and there. It just (laughs) sounds like a hoot. Well, after reading your book, now I'm writing my 30 Before 30. Oh, really? Yes. I've already taken the idea. It goes out to print a week before. Yeah, Yeah. just a week. We want to really nip it in the bud. Really steal all of your thunder. Oh, my God. 
gosh. Yeah. Um, no. Can you at least give like a cursory glance at uh, what the book is about? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I came up to with the idea when I was 23, which always mm-hmm. feels like a little odd. I wish it was, you know, on my 20th birthday. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have these 30 goals that I'll get done before I was 30. Yeah. But I came up with this list when I was 23 and then didn't get to it when I was until 25. Right. So a was, perfect example of your 20s. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, I have was a like goal. This, I'll get to it in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Um, but I, I came up, I came up with it with my friend Tessa and we were both living in New York mm-hmm. and we kind of, you know, it was one of those things where you graduate from college and you kind of try and figure out what you want to do for yes. a few years and then you're doing it and you're like, this is, is this what I This wanted? was my choice. Yeah, <laughs> this, like, this was nowhere on my list of, you know, goals <laughs> yeah. when I was a young kid. Yeah. And so we we kind of, you know, had a little bit of wine. Yeah. Which is not In the pertinent. book it was a lot of wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And sh- yeah. yeah, it was kind of weird. It was like not very pertinent to the story, but then it kind of, you know, when you're writing blurbs in the yeah. book jacket, it was like, you know, we we did have like two bottles. Yeah. And it was like, we were blackout. Yeah, yeah. We're like in the middle of the city. Wine-fueled own... inspiration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we, we together made this list and it was just like, I think we just didn't like our jobs and we right. felt like... I was doing stand-up at night, so I kind of felt like, you know, I do have this life outside of work where I'm pursuing my passions, but also doing open mics at night in New York. You're like, am I pursuing my passion? I feel sad. Is this okay? All all the time. I feel sad. Every night. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa made a list of 30 goals. Was that on that night you said 30? Yeah. That was your random number? Yeah, it was. I mean – um, honestly, there's a this blogger who she became a YouTube celebrity <laughs> and does a lot of stuff. Her name is Gabby Dunn. I don't know if yes. you guys know her. Yes. Yeah, she's very active. She's really great. Like 10 years ago, she had this thing called, I think it was a, a hundred interviews. And huh. so she picked a hundred different people from her and did five minute interviews. Wow. Cool. And it was this incredible blog very early on in the blogging world. And yeah. I was like, so I, I really liked the idea of having this round number yeah. that you stick to and it and seems to make help. sense lists yeah. help if nothing else it gives you parameters yeah. it's like I'm almost done with the thing I set out to do yeah yes. and right. I think it was one of those things where you know there's there some random things like on our original list we had drive a New York cab oh, right. <laughs> like, it's like seemed very difficult but very fun right yeah. um, the only way that happens is if you steal a yeah, New York that's yeah like what we that's were like point that out. Tessa was like I'll flirt with the driver and I was yeah. like I'll get in yeah. so it turns out we're just creating like a blueprint to be criminals yeah like, exactly basically, like a little Thelma Louise kind of situation yeah, yeah and yeah. that's like kind of the behind the curtains is like I changed some of the goals because they were very humiliating like I was like become a street artist because it's like I wrote it when I was was 23, yeah, so I was right. like, you know, I'm gonna be the next Banksy. The sky's the limit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but in reading your book, I think that the breaking it down into 30 different categories, or 30, your list of 30, and then a chapter for each. For me, it was so fun to just be like, on to the next one. Yeah, like, right. It cre- creates this great framework. So I'm sure you did some self editing, but yeah. like going through it, Truly. it's like such a blast. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, it's really nice because I ultimately I love writing comedic essays. Yes, and it's very hard to sell a book of comedic essays when you're not famous. Yes. You know. Or don't have like a defining trauma. Right. Like the what, like, yeah. Like that you, yeah, that you kind of cycle through. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like trust this voice. Right, yeah. exactly. And so, so I had the 30 before 30 thing as like a personal goal yeah. and um, my really talented manager yeah. who, who connected me to a lit agent was like, you're mm-hmm. a great writer. You just yeah. have to have a great concept. Yeah. I kind of was like, well, I have this, you know, 30 before. And he's like, that's actually (laughs) such a great concept because it's an elevator pitch. It takes two seconds to explain. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm already, I'm like, I want to do 40 before 40. Yeah. And my manager's like, you're going to call me in your 60s and be like, why did I come <laughs> up with this? <laughs> right. That one idea I had that yeah. one time. No, I have right. to live to 140 to right. make this fully complete. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does give some. Uh, Going back and writing it, I rearranged the goals in what they made sense in the timeline, but it did give such a great structure to my life. And I do, I mean, I don't want to feel like a self-help guru, but I'm like, it, it like really pushed me into my thirties in the best way possible. Whereas I had no, I had no focus or pathway. So it was, I mean, I really, I just love lists in general. I make them every morning, but. Do you really? Mm -hmm. I have to say that was one of the things that kind of what made one of the biggest impressions on me about just the book in general was like, uh, because just how sort of admirable I am of your tenaciousness and your tenacity and your ability to stick to a list. I am of the opposite ilk where like I make a list, I instantly rebel against giving myself an assignment and I'll, I'll, I'll find any excuse to flake. Do you still make the list? Like, do you actually write the list on paper? I, I, I like, I res, I, I have a, I have a troubled and a, not a trouble, but like, I'm just lazier than that. I mean, I just wonder, you, Marina, was there any point in the process where you're like, f- like, where you wanted to give up and you're like, ah, oh, forget it. Like, this list was weird. Like, oh God, why did I do this? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think at the very beginning, it was that first two years when I just didn't do anything from the list. Like, yeah. I did a few things here and there. It was really important for me to, as an adult, take a creative class. Yeah. Because I think it's something I wouldn't have done normally because right. it, it is the class I took was a writing class and it was expensive yeah you know I wasn't making any money in New York and to yeah. pay three hundred dollars for a six-week course you're like yeah. that's, that's not worth it yeah right but then that you know I took that class and then kind of didn't touch the list for a long time and this is in the book but at the end of the class my teacher had read a modern love column which is a very popular New York yep. Times column yep. and I you know I I loved my teacher but after he read it I was like I can do that and yeah. I have this theory that that's how everyone gets into everything <laughs> right. like seeing but, someone else be like I, yeah, think I can do that I think that yeah. every stand up comedian is like yeah. I went to a show and was like I can do that I can see is a great motivator yeah, we talk about exactly. it we talk about it all the time on the show for yeah. sure for sure yeah and that's exactly what it was and then it was another year and I and I had the goal of submitting writing to the New York Times. And so it was about another year. And I I always make this specific comment about that goal, but it was always submitting writing. It wasn't getting published. For sure. sure. I was like sending the email and, and I kind of looked out because I sent the email, and then seven weeks later, the editor was like, I love this. Can I buy it? And I like, oh. had never had a piece of writing bought. And yeah. it's addicting, obviously. Of yes. course, yeah. It was like the beginning of me being like, oh, I can make money off yeah. of comedic essay writing. Yes, right. And then after that essay was bought, I'm like, this list is more important than anything in Yeah, this can guide my life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, the book is called 30, for, yeah. 30 Before 30. We've teased the list. I'm just going to just go through some of them. Uh-huh. In the second act, we'll actually dig into them. Uh, yeah. But uh-huh. I think... I think that hearing some of your goals will help color who you are yeah. and help color the book. Cool? Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Some, some... Should I give a rating on each goal? Your call. Totally your call. Difficulty rating? Sure. One yeah. to ten. Yeah. Um, so again, this is Marina Schifrin. At age 23, she set out this list of goals. Yes. Go to a nude beach. Pretty good. Become a muse. <laughs> Donate hair. Yeah. Live in a different country. Yep. A, a big chapter. Yep. Go to India. Yep. Quit shitty job. Pretty nice. Take a city bus tour. Tell favorite, a, one of my favorite chapters, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Tell a story at the moth. Yeah. Buy real furniture. Nice. Love That's that. A, still haven't gotten there. I'm yeah. 34. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, t- <laughs> it's a tough yeah. one. That one's really eluded me. Yeah. yeah. Fly first class. Nice, Marina. Become a good host. <laughs> yeah. Visit Russia. Mm-hmm. 
And we'll leave the 30th one. Uh, that'll be the fun conclusion. That'll <laughs> yeah, just be yeah. a teaser. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Visit Russia. Yeah. That's one that I'd also like to discuss because I'm uh, getting married to a Russian woman. That's and right. So yeah. many themes. Also named Marina. Name Marina. That's so, right. Which makes my texting sometimes problematic <laughs> okay. when I send Marina Schiffer and then I yeah. love you text. Yeah. And Marina. Yeah. I love you too, Billy. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into some of these chapters maybe in the second act. Great. What was, has, sound good? Yeah, of course. Great. So, time for a song. Great. Time for a song. It's already the act. Right? Yes. Well, I was so moved by your essay about Russia and just like you going back to where your family's from and like that sentiment that you expressed of like feel, meeting cousins and meeting people that knew you as a child and like mm-hmm. knew you as a baby. I was very moved by that. Um, I'm wondering if you have any Russian music that you like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or if there's any like Russian or if there's a Russian song that comes to mind. I or something do. That, I yeah. actually <laughs> was recently listening to, there's quite a few bands. Yeah. There's one band called P- Pyatnitsa, which means Friday. Okay. Friday. And the way it's spelled, it's like P apostrophe N I Z Z A. Oh, nice. And for a long time, I thought it was Russians kind of um, emulating rap music in a problematic way. So I didn't <laughs> listen to them for years. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I realized I like sounded it out one day. It just clicked. And yeah, it's yeah. like Pyatnitsa Friday. I'm the problem. Friday. Yeah. But they are a Russian <laughs> reggae band. So it's yeah. still, they're kind of, but they're really, really good. And then there's Ala Pugachova, who's like the Madonna of Russia. And oh, I've great. been listening to her this week. Okay, but cool. Either of those two. I either like of those lot. artists? Mm-hmm. All right. So as, as opposed to needling in on a song and yes. making my search for the song very difficult, yes. we're going to say here is a song from one of those two <laughs> artists. Either Russian reggae or Russian Madonna. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> win win. We'll yeah. be right back with the No Joke Podcast. I believe in 
Welcome back to No Joke. Today we are talking to Marina Schifrin, uh, who wrote this fabulous book, 30 Before 30. Now, yes. Marina, I have to ask you, in the intro, you do mention that you the house that you grew up in in the suburbs of Chicago, mm-hmm. was it really in the same neighborhood as Michael Jordan? It really was. It was blocks away. <laughs> Unreal. Um, and it's like, I think everyone has, I mean, in LA, we kind of have those stories where people run into the celebrities uh, yes, that right. they live near. And so... I never ran into Michael Jordan, <laughs> but his son played basketball. And I, and Jeffrey I, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I also never saw him play <laughs> basketball. Yeah. So just, he Put was, it in the book, though. Yeah. Put it in the book, That's though. Yeah. Before 40. He did yeah. actually – this This is going to sound like a canned joke, but he lived in this gated community. Yeah. And when we first moved there, my dad would like drop me off on that – in the gated community and be like, go make friends. Because <laughs> he was like, these are where the rich people live. Go make yeah. friends. Love it. Yeah. Uh, remind me of your father's name. Vladimir. Vladimir and Olga? Yes. They mm-hmm. are uh, central mm-hmm. characters in the book. Very much yeah. so. They are wonderful. Your descriptions and the way that you describe the love you have for them and the yeah. struggles that you have along the way yeah. and like, kind of dealing with the Trump presidency at times and stuff. Yep. It's handled so well. And oh, they are – like, I mean, when this turns into a sitcom, like, they're going to – have fun casting those two roles. I yes. know. Yeah. My dad's always, like, emailing me who he wants – you know, no, to, that's not true. That's yeah, hilarious. for sure. I mean, I feel like anyone who lives in Los Angeles and their parents don't. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like, you know, when I moved here, my mom's like, you know who you should work with? Yes. She was like, Ellen. Yes. And Maybe I just was like, drop by the Ellen office. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ellen. Drop uh, up your resume. My yeah. mom's like, you have a YouTube. She loves people on YouTube. <laughs> it was so. so enlightening for me, a guy who's marrying into a Russian family, mm-hmm. um, to hear about your your family's relationships with one another and how you communicate with one another and expectations for one another because it would like it just like made everything I was seeing with Marina, my Marina's family, like crystal clear. I'm sure. Yeah. It was just so great. So could you like I mean just for there has to be some people out there who maybe don't know Russian families or maybe know one Russian family. Can you just talk about the general dynamics of what you've learned being in a Russian family? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's such a great question. Yeah. Do I you did... have seven hours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like let me just uh, open yeah. up my chest cavity. <laughs> Uh, it, yeah, it is really interesting. I have a friend who um, she her parents are Soviets, and she read the book, and she was saying she's like, "Are you worried that your parents are kind of caricatures of Russia?" And I was like, "No, they're I quote them right. directly. Yeah, exactly. All I actually write down the funny things my parents say because <laughs> yeah, a lot of my early comedy was just you know repeating your immigrant parents. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have a kind of an interesting dynamic with my parents. My mom is the least sentimental person on earth, mm. which is, I think, very odd. Soviet women are, are very hard yeah. people, yeah. but they love, the capacity for love is huge. Yes. And I was reading a travel book before I went to Russia, and there was something they said very interesting. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, people think that Russians are very rude and standoffish and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And they're like, that's true. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they said, but if you get invited to the dinner table, you are, they're your friend for life. Yeah. Right. They and, welcome you. Yeah. Right. And yep. I always felt that Russian culture, I I loved Spanish culture a lot because I felt it was very warm and vibrant and bright. And that reminded me of growing up in a Russian family, whereas the jokes people always say around me are like, you know, they do the like thick Russian accents and the brute like – and it's kind of understandable because – you know, Russians, they don't smile at you unless you're their friend. Right. But I kind of love that. Yeah. Like you have to earn their love and loyalty. Same. I love that too. And once yeah. <laughs> you do, they're your, they will die for you. Well yeah. said. Yeah. Well and said. so I do – and I think being raised with that was really good because it gave me a little bit of edge. Mm-hmm. But also my parents are just the sweetest. And yeah. 
I always tell this story. There's this book called The Artist's Way. Have you yeah. guys heard oh, yes, of it? Yes. Yeah. Is that like morning pages? And yes, yes. Yeah. Right. It's yes. this like meditative way of becoming creative. Yeah. And I've started the book about six times. Yeah. I've never gotten through yeah. it. And it's because the second chapter is like how to come out to your parents as an artist and yeah. earn okay. their appreciation. And my dad, when I stopped doing stand-up, my dad was devastated. He really? was. Yeah. He was. That's he, awesome. he was like but... wanted me. He was like, you're so talented. Oh. And it's so, so they're so so supportive but then on the other side my mom like if i brought you know my hand turkey yeah. from you know elementary school my mom's like this is shit <laughs> you know and i'm like shit, yeah she's well, like yeah. i don't like it <laughs> yeah. i never will yeah, I, yeah. I relate so much it's so satisfying <laughs> brutal honesty yeah. to have yeah. someone else have the same like stories it's yeah so satisfying and it must be interesting like marrying into a russian family because yeah. you do have to like you when you grow up with it you're used to it and you have to let so much stuff slide off your back like, yeah my mom was saying let it go way before frozen yeah. it was like like, that was her favorite thing. She's like, why you have yeah. to copyright? Gotta yeah. copyright that, guys. Yeah. Let that be a lesson, guys. Yeah. Copyright every <laughs> single thing you say. Yeah. Um, you're pretty well traveled now. I mean, yes. you know, in your book, you said I want to go to India. Yep. Then you travel to Japan. Yeah. In the book, it's like a very. I feel like that's like a seminal time in your life. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I forgot. I even wrote about that. <laughs> that's like weird. As all these stories are gonna live out there. Yeah. And... That was really fun for me to text you along my reading experience yeah. and be like, this page I loved, this chapter I loved, and you'd be like, oh my god, right? Sure, Let me remind yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, well, at yeah. first, when you you text me the first chapter you'd read, and you're like, this is so great, yeah. and I was like, Billy, you made a mistake because I'm just gonna watch my phone and be like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but sure enough, you texted me throughout the whole book. It was. So so nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was my – if it's a bad book, I'm not going to read it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This yeah. is a great book. Yeah. Some of my family comes from Russia as well. Like my sort of uh, ancestors are from Russia. And one of the things that I think you captured really beautifully in the book – I've never been to Russia. would love to go. Mm -hmm. But I just loved you talking about the metro in Moscow and how that was – you know, ru like Russian culture is like it was everyone was smoking cigarettes and like your cousins are all weird and everyone's weird yeah. and fun and great. And then there was just this sort of serene because like one of my favorite things about Russian culture uh, is like the reverence for the arts and mm -hmm. like the reverence for literature and for comedy and for music. And, yeah. and I just really loved imagining like the metro, these like gilded Moscow metros. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It is really interesting. Like I've noticed with uh, Russian culture, and I'm sure you feel the same, Billy, but it, it's all about, I think communism really embarrassed them. Yeah. So they work so hard to show off how much better they are now. Right. And it's all about the Russian women wear diamonds and fur. And it's like, look how much money I have and how beautiful everything right. is. And I was writing, the buildings are humongous. And yeah. I think it's because they're flexing for the rest of the world. Yes. So like, look how high and big we can make everything. Yes, checks out. And then the Moscow Metro, which was also... It was incredible. Yeah. It was just like mosaics everywhere yeah. and gold like Ugh. details and statues was underground, which I'm like, that's – you have it's to go inside yeah. the country right. to see the yeah. true beauty. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, it was it was like really cool. But then also, you know, I was at the train station that my dad took every day for, yeah. wor for work and yeah. like where he lived and it just like – felt very like it was vibrating with the history of my family. Yes. So awesome. Yeah. And, and my fiance brought up the good point. He was like, you're kind of like a someone who was adopted huh. and they return to this country that they just don't know anything about. But then they have this like very odd connection. It yeah. feels very like phantom limmy. It's like right. I didn't realize I had missed Russia. A place I'd never been. Yeah. 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 And I had this big diatribe at the beginning huh. of the chapter about how 
Russian characters are always gangsters. Yeah. And it's, which is like, I'm like, I think it's funny and fine. Yeah. And I remember when Zootopia came out and it was yes. all about like Love loving. Movie. It's such right. a good movie. Yeah. It's like, love people who are different from you. Yeah. And then the polar bears are Russian gangsters. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, like, come, come on. on. Even in this? Just like one. Yeah. <laughs> just be a painter. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. have Babushka who's like, you know, making you pierogies yeah. or something. Shade the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. a little color to the characters. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you asked us about our experience in our 20s. And it's a little different than yeah. yours, but similar in ways, too. Mm -hmm. Yours felt like a very personal journey. It seems like you set out to do these things to, like, discover yourself yeah. a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, and I won't speak mm -hmm. for Adam, but they're shared, mm -hmm. our 20s were linked at the hip. Yep. We yeah. created Harvard Sailing Team as a project to do outside of, like, once we graduated college, it was like, how do we see each other and just kill time? And we were lucky enough that the universe kind of, like, supported that mm -hmm. project so that it almost, like, allowed us, like, ride the wave and of course it came yeah. with work and setting internal goals but like the, our 20s were largely spent kind of setting these other like communal goals for yeah. ourselves yeah i guess maybe that's what i was trying to say when i was saying like i'm like the list intimidate and intimidates me personally and i am so sort of i revere that that tenacity that you have because like i yeah i feel like making a list and setting to it and like the follow through that you had with all these goals, it just is like reflective of like of a fierce independence where I feel like I am artistically and my inclinations are always like a fierce codependence. So do you think when, that you would like to make lists? Is this something that you'd like to improve about yourself? Yeah, it, it was really, really inspiring. I know we were kind of talking off mic. You were like, you know, this is maybe I, I want this book to be universal and for everybody. Yeah. And I really took a lot away from this. Agreed. And Agreed. I am going to start making lists. Oh, that means a for me. I actually, um, I have some some lists are difficult to keep and I saw this online and it works really well during the um, the election I made a list of daily goals and it was actually largely writing the book which was hard to you know yeah. free write a chapter or whatnot and so I saw this online, but I wrote a check to the Trump campaign, and it was like, if you don't finish the list, you have to send it Oh, my God. What a funny motivation. Consequences. And, That's yeah. So and I mean, Marina. it really, really helped. <laughs> Lit a fire under yeah. your ass. I finished the list in an hour and <laughs> so ripped up the check. Um, but so, I, yeah, I recently was trying to do the same thing with, you know, trying to eat healthy. And yeah. so I was I was going to do an NRA donation, yep. and my fiance is like, you would never donate. It, it right. has to be like a third party. I have to find like an NRA enthusiast yeah, and be exactly. like deposit this check <laughs> yes. if I call you. You have to Venmo this weird guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even so, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could do it. But... Please eat well, Marina. Yeah, 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 well. Well. The, the country depends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we teased 30, uh, 30 before 30 a bunch. Uh, where can they pre-order the book, Marina? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It is on. This is, this, ooh, ooh, is yeah. rehearsed. Um, yeah. So it's on Amazon.com, Books a Million, mm -hmm. uh, Indie Books, and Barnes and Noble. Cool. So if if you like, I I'm learning about the book process, and it's like very nice to support. Yeah. Not Amazon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that in the third act. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, course. But you could pre-order the book. When does it come out officially? It comes out officially July twenty fourth. July twenty fourth. But you could pre-order the book now. Yes. Correct. Yes. And please do. And please, please do. do. Once again, it's a sitcom starring your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Thirty before thirty. All right, guys. Second act break. Another song. Second act break. Do you listen to music when you write? Do you is that part of your routine or part I, of your process? I do, but yeah. it's like Tycho. You know, it's like no lyrics, kind of ethereal okay. background, background music. music. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Adam? Do you do you listen to music when you write? 
Not really. I will listen to, I will try to multitask and have a podcast on oh, no. while writing. Oh, That's no. a oh, my Too many words, Too Adam. many ideas <laughs> Too in many, my brain, yeah. so I'll inevitably just like silence the podcast and then get hungry and go eat. Got oh, it. I so, thought you were going to yeah. say you start writing the podcast well, podca- words. I just read the word <laughs> podcast. And now I transcribe podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe we just play three minutes of silence <laughs> in the end break just for everybody. We talk a lot. Maybe we just go stone cold. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Tycho, you said? Yeah. Who's Tycho? Um, it, it's a, it's kind of hard to explain it is like it's a very i don't even know the genre like do you remember m83 yes what would you call that kind of like uh atmospheric yes instrumental. yes instrumental explosions yeah. in the sky yes explosions in the sky that's what i was trying to think of Copy. is like Good. closer to Tycho. <laughs> okay but yeah. Is there a Tycho song that you like in particular? I don't or even no? know the, the <laughs> names of them. I love it. So far in the first act break, we had like a- Russian reggae? Without, without song specificity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Atmospheric, like the, I don't know what it is. I like the idea of not saying yeah. a name of the song don't for both. To. I think yeah, it's yeah. the first. Don't need to. Took 120 some odd episodes, but we finally didn't come up with it. Yeah. This might be Tycho. This might be Explosions in the Sky. Hell, it might be M83. We'll all find out. We're going to spin the wheel of songs. Come back <laughs> with more No Joke and Marina Schifrin.
Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 3. We are here with our guest, Marina Schifrin, talking about her book, 30 Before 30, that comes out July 24. 24, but Good. you can pre-order right away right now. Do it. Yep. Um, can I anywhere pick- but Amazon.com or Amazon if you have to, but support your local bookshop. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's fine to talk about, but I got like a little slap on the wrist from the uh, publisher because really? I was linking to Amazon because I'm like, it's so easy. And it, it is odd that in this day and age, it's like an accomplishment to be on Amazon. Totally. I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. that my name was hyperlinked. Totally. I was like four years ago, I would have been like, what? Yeah. Even though Amazon was a book Yes. Seller initially. First and foremost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, really getting back to their roots. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. But with smaller, you know, like Barnes & Noble, smaller, smaller little mom yes. and pop shops, yes. right. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> yeah. But indie books and books a million, you know, it takes them a lot of manpower to get to find new books and, and to carry them. And so yeah. when they see an author not really – shining a light on their companies it's kind of hurtful and i totally agree of course and so when i heard that i was like you know what books a million indie books it is it i feel like it is work for people of our generation and younger to you know seek out other places that's what i was gonna say resist convenience yeah Yeah. i understand like wanting to support the small businesses but i also understand like mom and dad understand amazon yeah you know what i mean it's like i also want people to like have like a seamless way of just getting the book simply i know it's kind of a balance i I realized i was like i should buy my book from all of the websites and so i pre-ordered on amazon immediately and then i went to the other sites and it was like uh, shipping information, credit card information. I was like, oh, I'll do oh, this later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was like, my wallet's, you know, in the front of the house, and I'm That's also gonna, in the front of the house, but I can't reach it. It's so. going to take me 30 to 40 seconds to get it. Forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget, <laughs> it. Forget it. Forget it. Now, speaking of local media, you have one of my other favorite uh, chapters in the book is that you talk about meeting one of your heroes, which is the <laughs> your local <laughs> Oh, Ra- yeah. Chicago is it AM AM radio yes AM, AM radio, radio DJs yes. whose name is forgive me Rokan Ro amazing name it's such a good name <laughs> amazing I name. think it's his real name I think I that was like one of the first questions I asked Rokan also was in an excitement black sounds like a Star Wars villain yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. amazing um, now yeah. remind me take a few steps back did you happen to and I'll just tease it now go viral and then you met Rokan yes okay so <laughs> yeah. just take a few steps just back tease it now. well don't even yeah. tease it but just like remind us tell the world how you went vi- yes. viral how it changed your it life sort of then the take leader. us to Rokan. yes and the yeah <laughs> so i was working this job in taiwan mm-hmm. and um my job was to take news stories and then write animations and then be i kind of like produce the animations it was very cool the company was incredible they could mm-hmm. animate i think it was a minute of animation within 45 minutes wow. Whoa. which animation takes months and years Forever. and they had created a pipeline of stored movements cool. and so kind of what news stories would have so if someone beat up someone else they have like the punching movement and they just laid yep. animation over it yep. and so but part of my job was to make videos go viral right. and so I write about this in the book. My boss and I had like a very um, close relationship, which led to, you know, some difficulties once we got in a fight. Mm -hmm. You know, we were like, we were basically like best friends, Mm -hmm. had crushes on Mm -hmm. each other. It was like very inappropriate. He was older. I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he lorded his power over Mm me. And I got, I felt very, very helpless, Mm -hmm. helpless. And Mm -hmm. like I had lost my voice. Mm -hmm. And the only way I knew how to deal with that was comedically. Yeah. And so I used to make videos all the time for my family and friends. Yeah. Like during Hurricane uh, Irene yes. in New York, I like 
stockpiled wine and then drank a bunch and like edited together this video where I'm just chugging wine and dancing around <laughs> yeah. my apartment yeah. and my, you know, because everyone was worried about me. I was okay? in an evacuation okay. zone. And as you probably recall, Hurricane Irene, like, skipped barely barely showed yeah, up. Yeah. yeah you're like i'm beyond okay yeah. yeah yeah and so i realized i was like i need to leave this job it's become you know mentally unhealthy yeah. for me i i was like losing a lot of weight and i was just like very unhealthy time to go yep time to go i yep. was like i'm gonna do a quitting announcement video to yeah. my friends and family and you know my supportive family i sent it to them under those 15 people will see it yeah, yeah. exactly and it's like <laughs> i i like edited it, wrote the announcement, and yep. I was working the overnight shift. So I basically, at the end of my shift shift at 5 a.m., I brought in my personal camera, yep. and it was just me dancing around the office and being like, guess what? I quit. Yeah. And I sent it to my parents, and it was a private link, yes. and they watched it. And the next day, it had 100 views. And I was like, we're a small immigrant family. Yeah. Right. I was like, who did you send this and to? And the nature of a private link is the only way someone can see it is if that link was shared was with shared. someone yeah. else. Yeah. So it's been bleeding outside of the uh, the circle right now. Right, the yeah. Circle. yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's like, you know, leave it up to my dad. I was like, don't yes. send this to anyone. And he he's like, I did it. Yeah, I know. Don't not send it to anyone, everyone. Send it to everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, my parents were like, this is the greatest, funniest yeah. thing we've ever seen. And I was like, I... I wrote a pros and cons list of of making this video public, which I'm like, the only, of course you did, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and so my parents are like, it's cute, just post it, like, what could happen, yeah, well, well, yeah, (laughs) uh, I posted it and it ended up getting taken down by Kanye's record label. Good start. Yes. Um, like three years after, because it was when he was releasing Life of Pablo. So I think they were cleaning out all the stuff. You yeah. put but, you you put his song underneath it. Correct? Yes, gone. You yes. dancing. Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So that's why it got flagged. But yes. um, it ended at 19 million views. Jeez. Sure. People Jeez. like to see Schiffer and Shuffle. I know. People love to see Schiffer and Shuffle. That's what it was. Yeah. But it also was like, it was a very like contained and produced mental breakdown. Yeah. But yeah. at the time of the video, yeah. I was just like, oh, it was this silly thing I made because there was so much background with my boss and the job. Yeah. And I was in Taiwan. Like the journalists didn't know what to do with me. They were, I was 25 and they're like, this 22 year old in New York just, and I was like, 25. Five, I'm right. in, Taiwan. in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like so hard to parse through what was going yeah. on. A contained and produced meltdown is the greatest description of internet culture. Yeah, I've exactly. Ever heard. Yeah. 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 And you also speak so eloquently in the book about how once it was out there, like your image kind of becomes out of your hands. Yeah. And like you did this as a funny thing for your parents, and all of a sudden you're like emblematic of millennials. And yes. Like you become, people lay on their own inferences about culture onto this yeah. viral video, and you, Marina, and you become like millennials are so entitled to make videos in the middle of their office. And yeah. Like, like, yay, millennials, like quit your dumb job and yeah. like, follow your dreams. It was so weird. <laughs> it was like, a, I still get emails, and I say this makes it worth it. Is just this week I got a LinkedIn message from a woman who is like, you know, I had a horrible job and a yeah. bad boss yeah. and I left because I was like so inspired by your video and yeah. I'm in a better job and thank you I still think about you yeah. I'm like if one person sent me that I would be like it was totally worth exactly. all the people who were like I'd love a job to quit you yeah. know and I was yeah, like, exactly. but also people layered on their own experiences no onto doubt it, which internet culture it really yeah. was internet culture yeah, yeah. and yeah. like 
it, it was just it was very interesting to see how different people process. Yes. You know, my my college was just like, we're so proud of our journalism grad. Yeah. And then other people were like, I am not Marina Schifrin. Please don't associate her with our school. And I was just. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that chapter is so well written. Again, yeah. oh, in the book you. 30 Before 30. Yep. But why we're here, Adam, is because we're trying to find out how you met Rokan. Yeah. How did oh. you meet Rokan? Oh, I'm Ro so Khan. sorry. So, <laughs> so, now you're, so now you're an international superstar and millennial problem. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> I, shuffle? Yes, I did the Schiff and Shuffle. And so Who's Rokan? He is so he worked for ABC seven radio and in Chicago. In Chicago. And I when my parents moved to the US, I think when you move you try and take in as much content and English yeah. speaking as you can. Yeah. And so they listened to the ABC seven radio station. Yeah. I knew all of the radio personalities, but <laughs> Ro Khan was like, I think the youngest one. I think he was like in his 30s. Yeah. And I was seven. So I was like, that's... We're peers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he, I say he was like, he was the voice in my household growing up. Yeah. And then I listened to it on my own. And I went into journalism because I loved him so much. I was like, I want to work with this guy. And then I kind of went, you know, a different pathway. I realized journalism, I liked comedy way more yep. than journalism. Yep. Right. Way more fun. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when the video went viral, one of the first things, I was like, this is, I'm going to meet Ro Khan. Because oh, I already God, was you. thinking of the list. You know what I mean? So I'm always thinking, how can I get to these different steps? Right. And I was like, this is. Going viral allows a lot of these steps to kind of yes. maybe seem a little more possible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like at 10 million views. And I was like, where's Ro Khan? <laughs> right. Where's that local <laughs> radio yeah. personality? Yeah. At this point, you were like astronomically more famous than Ro Khan. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even On think of it. I'm like, Billy, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Outside perspective. Yeah. Slaps you across the face. Yeah. Yeah. I know. They were like. Like, yeah. They're like, wait, a 20-year-old wants to come on our show? Yeah, uh, we yeah. don't understand. But <laughs> So they, there was like a daytime TV show that I yeah. knew he would sometime fill in as the host for. Mm -hmm. And so they invited me to come on. And my email response to them was, can I meet Ro Khan? Like, I'll only come if I can meet Ro Khan. What a diva. Yeah, I know. It's like I have very specific <laughs> demands. Yeah, just one. Yeah, and so I show – I. they're like, of course. He works – He yeah, works here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, you'll walk past his desk. Right. And so I show up and they, you know, I they do hair and makeup and they're like, we have some bad news. And I was like, here oh, it comes. No. They're like, Ro couldn't come in today. <gasps> but I'm like, I'm a producer. I'm a creative person. I was like, they're going to surprise me. They have to. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that is too bad. <laughs> poor, poor Sam on your birthday yeah. with surprise parties. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, not throwing you a surprise party, Marina. Oh, you're oh, not. Yeah, I know. Sure. <laughs> And so I'm sitting and I'm doing the interview and it, and it's going really well. And they ask me about 30 before 30 and I start talking about it. And I say like, one of my goals is to meet Rokan. And they're like, really? Why? And I was like, oh, he's so dreamy. I had a crush on him. <laughs> and then I hear him behind me go dreamy. And I thought he was going to surprise me, but I swear to goodness yes. that – I blacked out from elation. I start <laughs> yeah. shaking. Yeah. Like I thought about all the daytime talk shows where they're like, here's your long lost mom. Yeah. And yep. it's just, that was me. And yeah. I, I was like, the host was like, you are shaking so bad. Even yeah. now telling the story. I'm You're like, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and uh, I grab, I like lunge at his arm because I was like, I need to touch you. <laughs> Russian, we, as we've learned, Russian women love. Lunge. Yeah, they yes. lunge and they love. Yes. They lunge yeah, and yeah. they love. <laughs> um, and it was like, 
I, I'm so sad because they had a video of it that they've since taken down, but I used to watch it every night just like oh, over and over. And I said it like, you know, they were kind of like loving that I was this young girl. I was like, he's so dreamy. Yeah, this is like Midwestern. Yeah. Oh, well, let me wrap up the show by saying that this book, 30 Before 30, is all about setting your goals. And Marina wanted to talk to us about ours. And yeah. uh, we didn't really find time because what we did do was talk about how you've accomplished so much in the past couple of years. Yes. So um, I encourage everybody – I really legitimately, you don't have to be a guy or a girl. You don't have to be older or younger. This is a universal story. It's a coming of age story. Definitely. It's phenomenally written. If yep. you like the Mindy Kaling books, yep. if you like those kind uh. of like essay books, it's right next, stand shoulder yep. to shoulder with all of those books. Yep. It's called 30 Before 30. Our guest today was Marina Schifrin. So nice to talk to you. It was we so really nice to be book. here. Thank you. So I'm just sitting here beaming, and I know that no one can see it, but you guys can. Oh, I'm please. so excited. I mean, we're no Rokon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're no Rokon, but find your personal Rokon yeah, out there yeah. and find a way to meet them. To yeah. lunge at them, yes. Lunge. Lunge at your local lunge Rokon. Lunge at your local Rokon. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.